Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week, we read Parshat Vayikra and God called the next stage now that God has a new home. We'll start with a brief recap. So God calls to Moshe from inside the Mishkan and begins a lesson in the laws of sacrifice, starting with an ola, a type of voluntary offering, which could be a goat, a sheep, a cow, or a bird. There's also some voluntary vegan offerings like flour and baked loaves and fried dough, all of which contain olive oil and frankincense. In addition to the voluntary offerings, there is a mandatory barley offering, the Omer, which was brought on the second day of Passover. Now, it turns out God likes salty foods and tells Moshe that every single sacrifice should include salt, but pass please on anything that is leavened or with honey. Then God describes the shlamim sacrifice, another type of voluntary offering, offered as a thanks offering, which could be a cow, a sheep, or a goat, which is partly burned on the altar, partly eaten by the priests, and partly eaten by the person offering it. God tells Moshe that the Israelites should never eat blood or certain fats, whether they're in the temple as sacrifices or not. We then get into a third kind of offering, the chatat, which is brought by someone who accidentally commits a sin, whether it's an individual, a high priest, a court, a king. And then a fourth type of offering, the korban oleviored, the up and down sacrifice, which is brought for certain sins, which for a rich person would be a goat or a sheep, for a person of lesser means, a bird or grains. We finish the Parsha with a fifth type of sacrifice, an asham, another type of sin offering, this one specific to someone who isn't sure if they've violated a commandment or who accidentally uses consecrated materials or who falsely swore about the amount of money that they owe someone else. So round one of law is done. One of my favorite practices when I'm reading parts of the Torah that feel thin on narrative is to ask myself, how would I feel if I were an Israelite at the time of the Torah? Which is a reminder to myself that this series of laws is not just theoretical, but we're meant to be lived with. So here's what I imagine going through the mind of Israelites living in the time of the laws of this Parsha. Huh, after so long thinking about doing, I was so psyched to finish the construction and actually get to doing for real. Until I realized that doing just meant a bunch more detailed laws. But now that I've been living with these laws for a while, I'm feeling comforted. After the sin of the golden calf, it felt like such a screw-up. So of course, I was a little worried with this whole Mishkan thing that we were just replacing a calf with a tent, and I had some real anxiety about what would happen if we messed up again. But now I know making a mistake isn't such a big deal. Sure, the whole public process of owning up to it is tough, and the economic sting of bringing a sacrifice is real, but everyone does it. It's so common that the Torah has tons of laws about it. So I feel kind of relieved that it's normal and expected to celebrate life's wins and to own up to our mistakes. Okay, now zooming back to the 21st century, a lot of the ideas expressed in this sort of theoretical thought exercise are also expressed in the Midrash, especially too, that the Israelites donated lavishly to the Mishkan because of a sense of guilt and that the laws in the book of Vayikra were meant to be a way to normalize and formalize reacting to guilt. So while it might feel a little silly to us who don't have a temple and don't offer sacrifices to think about these laws as personally relevant, I think that's exactly their purpose, to make each and every Israelite feel like they personally have a way to be in relationship with God and their community. So I want to offer a blessing to this imaginary Israelite as they start to think about a stable and long-term relationship with God. 
And I want to offer a blessing to the ways that each of you have worked on making space for that same kind of stable and long-term relationship, whether you call it with God or spirituality or connection to community. As we read the rest of the book of Aikra, I hope you will keep reminding yourself of the holiness of everyday actions. See you next week.